0: So, let's flash back to when you were 12. hmm What happened that landed you in a juvenile detention center? And would you please share, Samson, what you discovered about yourself after you were locked up?
1: Mm. Well, I started my life of crime at 11. And by the time I was 12, I, I got sentenced to 18 months, I started out like picking pockets and doing robberies and snatching chains, pocketbooks, that type of thing. And so at that time, you only were able to get sentenced 18 months. That's all that a juvenile under 15 could get sentenced to no matter how many crimes, you know, he was arrested for. So they combined a bunch of crimes I did and then gave me 18 months. And during that time, I spent a lot of the eighteen months in this place called Lincoln Hall, which is in Dale, New York. And when I got there, I, I, I realized that I had a affinity for for writing. I used to write to my mother. I used to write to uh, the little girls that I, you know, that I was trying to send letters to, and you know, to, to get some response from, them and to get them to send me pictures and. I had a way with words on paper to the point that a lot of the other younger guys there that was with me in the detention center would come to me and ask me to write their girlfriend or somebody that they like a letter for. And that became, you know, and I was like the go-to person to write letters for people. And that's when I realized that I had a love for writing and a love for like basically telling a story on, on paper and just telling stories, period.
0: So you were a 12- and 13-year-old Cupid. (laughs) (laughs) How old were you when you got out?
1: Well, when I got out, I was 14. And they put me in my right grade because I caught up on, on my schoolwork when I was in the detention center. And shortly after, I came home. I was 14. By the time, I think I was 16 or turning 17. The crack epidemic came out and I, you know, wound up falling victim into selling drugs and stuff. And my, my mind went right back to the, I went right back to the streets. And, um, I continued a life of crime up until 2004, up until I was released. And four months after I came home, my cousin gave me a camera. I had an idea to film these girls that fight in the fight club, which I started and. And then we started doing a documentary and then one thing led to another and I started meeting the right people. You know, um, I made a trailer of the Brooklyn Girls Fight Club, Uh, started shopping it. I ran into Nelson George, who was a cultural critic, a director, executive producer, you know, author. He's like big dude in the industry, which I didn't know at the time or I would have been very much, very much so intimidated. (laughs) But, I, you know, I didn't know, and I'm glad I didn't because I was just being myself, and he liked that. And um, then he brought me to his friend, Reginald Hutland, who was the president of BET at that time. And he said, you know, uh, I want to give you a career opportunity. And I said, you know, why why would you want to do this? Because where I come from, no one does something for nothing. So I was like, you know, what would you get out of it? Nah. He said, you know, I, I get to just bring you to the network, and it'll bring... Uh, a fresh perspective, you know, and he said, um, you got talent, and you know, and we want to exploit that talent. And I went on an audition and out of everyone that was so stuffy and doing a regular news reporting voice, you know, I did my thing like I would the street way. And they said, yeah, that's the one that we want. And that's what started my career. So my career started as just being myself. And that's one thing I learned to take away from. Always be yourself.
0: Yeah, you got to ask the questions. You have to be proactive because most people, when you're really at any point in your career, it's very unusual that you would have someone say, hey, why don't you come and do this with me? Because this is going to help you grow and expand. You have to be the one looking for those opportunities and willing to go above and beyond. Right.
1: And I, I never was late made sure that I remember everyone's name, made sure that I, I socialized with everyone. And, and, and with me, it was, I had to make them feel safe because off top, they know, here come this guy that Nelson George is bringing in that just came home from prison that was a real street dude. And now they trying to turn him into a legal reporter so i had people that was hating on me too that was like who is this i went to school for this amount of time i'm not even on camera that's their main you know goal is to get on front of the camera be a correspondent and hear they bring this dude from the streets that just came in from prison so i was getting a lot of that as well you know and then i had to let people feel safe to let them know that you know i'm not the average street guy that you may look at on TV or that you may think of, you know, that did prison and just, if you say something wrong to me, I'm snap and nah. So I had to be very patient and I had to take a lot that I normally or other people normally wouldn't have. They would have walked away or been confrontational. I had to be more humble actually and show like, you know, no, I'm that's that's not going to break me, and you no, know? I'm not going to snap. And and I was getting tested often because of that, right? So it was a lot that I was dealing with, but I knew I had to 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 maintain my composure at all times and just learn as much as I could.